Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another exciting show. I'm very excited to interview our guest, Kara Nicole Batar, because she has an absolutely incredible story. It is so unique, and I'm really looking forward to hearing how she got from point A to point B and what it is that she's offering the world now and how that can help you, the listener. She has a law degree from Duke University and has left that world and is now a kundalini yoga teacher, as well as being certified as a practitioner in theta healing. So to me, when I think about a lawyer who is very busy and always on the go, I don't necessarily think of a balanced lifestyle. I think about burnout and I think about fast food and all of those things, which are really in my mind, the base opposite of working with healing modalities like theta healing or kundalini yoga. So I'm going to bring on the expert, Kara Nicole Batar. Welcome to the show. Hey, Victoria. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I love podcasts and I've listened to so many podcasts and I just, I feel like they're so valuable, such a valuable way to spread information, to create community. And I really appreciate the work that you are doing. And I'm super excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I agree with you. They are so incredibly interesting. And I think they really help us podcast to just learn by other people's experiences and to know that we are not alone out there, that there we have a tribe and we work together for the greater good of the planet to lift each other up. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. So can you tell me what it was like when you finished school? You were working in a high stakes corporate litigation uh, firm uh, in the Southeast. Sounds like you were hugely successful. Yeah. On paper, I would say I was very successful. I had had a job at one of the, like you said, one of the largest firms in the Southeast. I was doing, we had clients all over the world. So it was some of, I really think, it was great work for a lawyer. And in addition to the corporate litigation that I did, I also did a lot of work for victims of domestic violence. And I was eventually made the leader of our of the firm's pro bono domestic violence program. And so I also felt very appreciated by the people I worked for, and I really liked all of them. But at the same time that 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 was the case. And at the same time, my life looked really good on paper. I was deeply unhappy. And I mean, part of that really was, I questioned, you know, is this what life is? Is life something where I, I work really hard all day, I completely wear myself out, exhaust myself, I go home, I collapse into bed, I wake up and I do it all again. Because that's really what my days, they felt like to me. The job was it was very high pressure. It was very high stress. And I felt like it, it really took everything from me. And so it was like, I work really hard all day. I exhaust myself. 
and maybe here and there I'll have like a few moments of like joy, you know, like a, like a break here and there. And it just, it bothered me because it was like, I had decided in middle school that I wanted to be a lawyer. And I worked basically from that time, planned and worked to be a lawyer. And so I felt like I had done everything that I was ever told to do. I had done everything that I felt would, you know, make me successful, everything that I thought I was supposed to do, you know, only to get kind of like this great job and, and just have to keep working really hard and feel like exhausted most of the time. Well, at the same time, feeling like super wired and stressed out. It's like tired yet super wired and stressed out. And so that, that bothered me. I just thought there, you know, is, is this what life is? Is this what, what we're supposed to do? Yes, I can see that because on one hand, it would be very fulfilling. And, you know, you would have on the outside, as you said, all of those accolades working as you do did with people with domestic violence. Um, you know, it's important work. And I'm sure that there's always that justification. I'm exhausted. I have no balance. But hey, I'm doing good in the world. So this must be how you live. Yeah. And that's what I struggled with. And it would be interesting because I don't think I was the only person that struggled with that because I would go into work and I would, you know, say hi to some of my colleagues and their response would, or I'd ask them like, you know, how are you doing? And their response would be living the dream. Like it was this kind of sarcastic, Mm -hmm. you know, response. And these are all people who have worked really hard to get to where they're at. And it's all people who I feel like are very dedicated, you know, dedicated people. And that just, it's like, I... Like I wanted to live the dream, you know, I wanted to have both, to have both this meaningful job where I felt like I was doing something in the world and where I felt like I was getting to express creatively and also have health and also have energy and also have joy in my life. I wanted Mm -hmm. both. And this experience really made me, really made me question if that was something even possible. And that was just incredibly sad to me incredibly sad and incredibly depressing. You know, when we were talking just before we started recording, you mentioned that one of your mentors is, and help me if I'm not pronouncing this right, Yogi Bahan? Uh, Yogi Bhajan. Bhajan? Okay. And so looking at one of his quotes, it says, when you don't go within, you go without. And it sounds to me like at that time that you're describing, even though you quote unquote had it all, you were going without. So what motivated you to make the change? Yes, that's so true. So it took me, in my sixth year of practice, finally, I made the decision to leave the job. It was an incredibly hard decision. I felt like I was walking away from what I had worked for, you know, my entire life and what I had worked for while I was at the firm, trying to establish myself there. And I made the decision just, it was like, I just, I had to know. Like I had to know if there was something, if there was something more. And when I left the job, I left it without a plan. I left it. People leave jobs. People move around in the law world. They typically move to a different job. But I really felt like I'm going to move to a different job. It's going to be more of the same. And so I left without a plan. The only thing I knew was like, I wanted to find answers. I needed to know. And like, I just needed to know, was this it? And so, 
Yeah. In my six year practice, I left the firm and I left when I left, I thought, I thought, you know, I'll leave and, you know, give me a month and I'll, (laughs) I'll figure something out. Something will come to me or, you know, but after I left, I quickly realized the toll that that life had taken on my body. I was exhausted. I was so tired. It was like I had no energy to even drive anywhere. And I had realized that it was actually the stress that had been driving me. And so when the stress went away, it was like my energy just, it was like I just completely crashed. And the other thing that happened to me was I realized how my body ached. I was stiff and I was sore. I'd, you know, worn high heels. I sat at a desk you know, for hours a day for years. And that had taken its toll on me. I basically realized I'm not in a good state of health. And the other thing that happened to me was that I felt absolutely terrible about myself. It was like I had completely put my identity and my worth in being a lawyer. And when that went away, I felt like I was just nothing. Like, I had no value or import in and of myself. It was only what I had done. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm sorry to interrupt you. Was there, so with that loss of identity, was it accompanied by unworthiness or regret? Unworthiness. I mean, deep, deep, like gut-wrenching unworthiness. Like I am just, what made me worthy in the world was me doing that job. And before Mm -hmm. what made me worthy was my ability to like work towards doing that job and the plan that I was going to do that one day. So yeah, I felt just completely unworthy because, and at the time after I left the job, I wasn't doing, you know, I wasn't doing anything. I was doing something and I was trying to find answers, but I wasn't doing something where I was could say like, I do this job and I'm making this amount of money and I'm, you know. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I decided it's like, it didn't matter to me what I tried. I was going to try anything and everything that came to me. I was completely open-minded. I let everything go. And for a year, I tried everything I could find. I read, I researched, I went to different healers. I saw shamans. I went on retreats. I tried all sorts of things for my health, like colonics, like saunas, floats, cleanses. I did things all around the home for like EMFs and water and things I put on my body. It was just everything I could find to make myself healthy, to help myself feel better. I just tried it. And I also trained in a number of, like there were two different healing modalities that I became, that I trained in kind of along this, in this year's time. And at the end of a year, I still lacked the health that I wanted. I still lacked clarity of mind. I felt like I still felt very controlled by my mind. I felt controlled by fear-based thoughts. I felt controlled by self-defeating thoughts. I still felt unworthy. I felt unimportant. And you know, well, those things that I did, I'm sure they helped me on some level. It just wasn't what I was really needing and looking for. And so at the end of the year, I felt pretty defeated. And I really, again, questioned, you know, like, is this what life is? I'm just supposed to work hard and I'm supposed to struggle and it's supposed to be hard. And I'm supposed to watch my body deteriorate and be in pain. And so 
So anyway, that was how I was feeling after about a year of my searching. And then I found community yoga and things in my body started to change. So my first, again, I had this, I'll try anything, whatever it is, I'll try it. And so I came upon Kundalini Yoga and I tried a class. And in the first class, like we were doing some things that were quite, quite odd. They felt odd to me. Um, We were like laying on our stomachs, rolling, kind of rocking back and forth, doing this breathing that's kind of sounded like we were quacking like a duck. And I'm looking at this like, oh my goodness, this is my life. How did I get here? But I left that class and I felt different and I kept doing it and I continued to feel different. And as I continued to do it, the aches and the pains in my body, they went away. And I started to feel clear-minded. I started to feel energetic. I started to feel inspired. I started to feel worthy. I started to feel like I was important, not because of anything I was doing, but because uh, just because I am. And my mind started to function and feel different to me instead of it controlling me with these like fear-based, self-defeating thoughts. I felt more like I had an understanding of how it worked and I could direct it. I could direct it to thoughts that were uplifting to me. And so my life started to change because I was doing Mm -hmm. yoga. Mm -hmm. You know, I listen to you talk and I think about that period of time and how you had to move through the darkness Mm -hmm. and, you know, how the light always shines through the darkness and how those little filters of light still reaching you, still giving you hope, still telling you to carry on. And when you moved from the darkness into the light, when you had found your home, when you had found something that was healing to your mind and to your body. Did you know right away that you would make a career as a KRI certified instructor of Kundalini? Or was that more of a longer progression? That's an interesting question. The first time that I did Kundalini Yoga, I had this feeling that I was home. And I don't think I've ever had that feeling before that I can remember. It was such a unique experience for me. So I I do think that there was a part of me that knew that this was something that was going to be part of my life. I don't think it was entirely clear to me though, because when I had first started it, I didn't know the the huge impact it was going to have on my body. So I think part of me knew, but I think part of me didn't know. But as I continued with it and I saw the changes and I experienced the changes and I experienced them in a, I felt like a pretty quick way. I think it started to kind of come together for me that this was something that was going to be a part of my life. Uh, It just makes me smile. I wish people could see me. I'm just sitting here smiling, knowing that (laughs) that feeling when you really find your way. Now, I don't know anything about theta healing, T-H-E-T-A healing. And I'm wondering if our listeners do as well. And I know so many of them would be interested in learning another modality of healing. So I'm sure there's more information on your website. I want to mention your website right now, which is karanicolebatar.com. I'm going to spell that K-A-R-A. N-I-C-O-L-E-B-I-T-A-R.com. So she, of course, like we said, is a KR certified instructor of Kundalini Yoga, but I want to learn more about this practitioner certification now for Theata Healing. What exactly is Theata? Am I saying that right? Theta? Theta Healing. It's also, it's actually pronounced Theta Healing and Theta. 
focused on the the theta brainwave. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So after I found Kundalini Yoga, I, and all these amazing changes were happening in my life and in my body, I was then introduced to theta healing and it took my health and my well-being and my relationships to even, you know, greater levels. And so what theta healing is, is it's a technique that utilizes the theta brainwave state to access the subconscious and to make changes at the subconscious level. And my experience had shown me that if I wanted change in my life, I had to make changes at the subconscious level as the subconscious is said to be far more powerful than our conscious Mm -hmm. and our conscious mind. And Kundalini Yoga also works on the subconscious mind. They're just different kind of modalities for doing that. And so in Theta Healing, it brings a person, so there's a practitioner, so there'd be a practitioner and then there'd be like the client or the person who's receiving the theta healing, the practitioner brings that person into a theta brainwave state. So the theta brainwave state, it's the state that occurs during sleep. It's also been observed during states of deep meditation. And in that state, we can access the subconscious. And the theta state is also considered to be a state of heightened intuition and creativity. And so what happens is we utilize that state. And once in that state, the the person can access their subconscious and changes can be made at that level. And so what I like about theta healing is, I mean, one, I received results from it, but also what I like about it is I feel like it empowers the person receiving the theta healing because what it does Mm -hmm. is it shows them what is going on in their subconscious. So like for, so it's not that something's, you know, being done to them and they walk away and they just feel better. It's them having insight as to, okay, this thing is happening in my life. So say for instance, a person's working really hard and they're not making the money they want to make, or they're not having the abundance in in their life that they want to have. And so it happens, you know, we can go into the subconscious and we can look at what is going on there. What is causing this to happen? So for instance, they could have a limiting belief in their subconscious. Money is the root of all evil, or they could have a limiting belief that I don't deserve money. I don't deserve abundance. And so what happens in a theta healing session is they're able to actually see what is happening in their subconscious. And a lot of times, what is the event that created this belief? And then they're able to change it and they're able to change it to you know, a belief that serves them, they're able to see what that belief is. And so I really like it because to me, I believe in a person being empowered on their own so that they see, okay, what is happening in my life? Why is it happening? And what can I do to change it? And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what it does. And the other cool thing it does is What my experience has shown me is that there's typically like some sort of event that causes like a belief to take hold. And then what happens is it's like a snowball effect. It's like, then things happen and you get another belief and another and another. It's like it builds on that kind of that core belief. And what data healing does is it has techniques so that you can find that core belief and change that core belief, that kind of that first belief. And then it's like the other beliefs then can fall as opposed mm-hmm. to like if you start at the outside of the snowball. It's like, let me just chip off this little outside piece here until I get to the center. Like, of course you can do that. And that, that would give you a, some level of like, that would work on some level, but it'd be 
it'd be much slower. And so I like it for that reason as well. I feel like it's fast in terms of like how fast something like that can be. It's got this level of efficiency and effectiveness. And it also empowers the person who is receiving the Thady healing. I absolutely love and agree with everything that you said. And it is just such a big part of each of us, you know, these patterns, these patterns that we don't even recognize and often really need the help and guidance of a coach or a practitioner such as yourself to help them become, help us become aware of them. But once we're aware of them, making that change as well, you know, breaking that habit and creating the new behavior that serves us better. So is that something that you're doing now with your practice and Kara, are you taking new clients? Yes, I am. I'm doing Thady healing sessions now, uh, in addition to teaching Kundalini yoga, because I think that those, these two modalities, they've had such a huge impact on my life and getting to share them with other people and getting to help other people with these is something that I've basically committed myself to now because they've had such a huge impact on me. I'm loving it. And it reminds me also of the work that I spend a lot of time doing, which is with the Heal Your Life community and Louise Hayes, where a lot of what you said does, you know, go back to the things that she has taught too, that, you know, it's really what's going on the inside that is making the showing up on the outside, let's put it that way, and that we all have the ability to change our thoughts, to be the only thinker in our mind, to make decisions that serve us best, and most importantly, to choose to really love ourselves and honor ourselves. And you are truly one of those people. You are one of the brave. And you know, to leave a career that many people would have thought you were set for life in and to go against, you know, the norm after all of that time and to live in your joy instead, really to find your joy. And I, I really congratulate you. I know that you will have inspired so many people listening today. You have inspired me and I look forward to learning more about you on your website, Kara Nicole Batar. That's K-A-R-A. Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, B-I-T-A-R.com. And also on your awesome Instagram account, it is also Kara Nicole Batar. Is there anything that you wanted to share with our listeners as a final motivational tip? Uh, yeah, I would say you know, no matter your, your lifestyle or your current physical state of your body, even in this fast-paced, high-pressure environment, I believe that you can have sustained, vibrant health. I believe you can live a life of fulfillment and joy, and I believe you can excel in your creative and professional endeavors. And there are things out there, there are tools that can help us do just that. Oh, so well said. I will be quoting you on that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Kara. I look forward to having you back again. And uh, listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.